This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Well, good evening, friends and neighbors. How are you doing tonight? Yes, Connor Brown has indeed joined the Edmonton Oilers as we were speculating for, well, really several weeks, but certainly in the days leading up to free agency on Saturday. We will hear from him as we move along tonight. We'll get a deeper dive into his game for a gentleman who saw him play with the Ottawa Senators. Sens analyst Gord Wilson is going to join us a little bit tonight. Of course, we have more on the struggling Edmonton Elks throughout the evening as well, including Morley Scott with the Elks this week at 7.30. Elks at Saskatchewan on Thursday on 6.30, Chad. 5.30 for the countdown to kickoff, and the game will start at 7. Okay, just want to quickly get to this i don't want to spend too much time on this but it is the fourth of july and that comes with as chelsea and i were talking about at the end of chelsea on ched the nathan's hot dog eating contest held uh, every year in uh, brooklyn coney island so joey chestnut wins again i was just reading it's on wikipedia which usually you can trust so it says that, now I did not know this before looking this up, it says hot dogs that are still in the competitor's mouth at the end of regulation time count if they are subsequently swallowed. So it's sort of like in basketball, if you release the ball and it's in the air and it goes in after the buzzer, it counts as long as you released it before the buzzer. I guess that's the closest comparison I can think of. So if you have the hot dog in your mouth and time runs out, it counts as a consumed hot dog if you swallow it. Now, I find this really interesting because, I, uh, to me, it's a hot dog eating contest. How many rules and regulations can, they, can there be? It turns out they have yellow and red cards. Did you know this, Kellen? I did not. They, they have yellow and red cards. They don't represent mustard and ketchup. You can get a yellow card for messy eating, apparently. I don't know how messy you'd have to be when you're trying to eat 60 hot dogs in 10 minutes for it to be considered messy. To me, the whole process would be messy. Now, there is also uh, there are also red penalty cards for reversal of fortune. And I, so I had to click on the link to that. Do you know what reversal of fortune is in competitive eating, Kellen? I don't want to even. It's speculate. when you. Pu- it's when you puke. If if you regurgitate if you regurgitate any food, you get a red card, which really should be a rule for life, not just for competitive eating. I went to the pub the other night and had a reversal of fortune. Right. So that there's a polite way to put there it. There we go. 
Sort of like, you know, you say you passed gas or you tooted. You know, now you can say, oh, I had a reversal of fortune. An which unfortunate is, reversal of fortune. Uh, which is also a movie starring Jeremy Irons, is it not? That's pretty I good. I believe it's, so, it's yeah. It's a pretty good, pretty good film, old, if I remember. Old school movie. We're, we're, we're really going all over the map tonight. So uh, the show's only four minutes old. Uh, yes, reversal of fortune. Oh, Glenn Close was in that as well. That's a really good movie. Well, hot dog. Seven eight zero four nine six. 0063, if you want to get in touch, that is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can also email the show, insidesports at 630ched.com. If anybody's still using Twitter, you can message me there, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I certainly am not. <laughs> and, uh, yes, we will... Uh, here, you know what? I do have an off-topic to- topic tonight. Completely not sports-related, and we're going to get to some Connor Brown clips and uh, and some of your messages as well. Because I think a couple on Connor Brown already came in late this afternoon, getting ready for the show. I have a question for anybody who saw the new Indiana Jones movie. Can you send me a two-sentence review? Ah, no spoilers. Okay. Maybe nobody saw it. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, classics of my youth. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't even know how long ago, 15 years or so, they they come out with uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. First 2008. Of all, awkward title and kind of a bland movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was okay. And then I was hoping, okay, now it's done. We can just sort of act like maybe this one didn't happen. And now it's Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And I, saw, you know, you see the ads, and I'm like, okay, maybe they're bouncing back. And then most of the early reviews was was that it's quite mediocre. Now I know it's meant to be kind of mindless entertainment, but it's operating within the standards set by its predecessors. Right as the Lost Ark, great movie. Temple of Doom, I don't know if it's a great movie, but in, insane, crazy, fun action. And Short Round is in it. Who now won an Oscar? for being in the multiverse movie. What's it called? Everything, everywhere, all at once. And then uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You add Sean Connery to the cast. What a perfect way to wrap up the trilogy, which should have stopped there. So if you saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, send me uh, a sh- very short review, 780-496-0063. And you can also send us your reviews of the Connor Brown signing by Edmonton. So it is an interesting contract, isn't it? It's a one-year deal, and he's coming in with a, uh, a base salary of $775,000. The performance bonus is uh, takes it up to $4 million, $3.225 million. All he has to do is play 10 games. I would consider that a highly achievable bonus. I know last year he only played four, but he suffered a very bad knee injury. You know, we were, we had our show on Saturday. Uh, Stoff was in, Mooner was in. We went 10 to noon, and we were thinking, like, okay, maybe it's 25 games is so much, 35 games, 45 games. No, he just has to play 10 games. And then that carries forward to the cap next year, which kind of isn't great because the cap will go up. But if Connor Brown plays his games, most of it's going to be eaten up by uh, by Connor Brown's bonus. Anyway, you, you can still let me know what you think. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. And Connor Brown earlier today on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffy, uh, Bob Stoffer, not Stoffy, says he, he's very happy to join the team. 
Well, I think the the situation in Edmonton is pretty obvious. I mean, they they got the two best players in the world, in my view, and uh, they got a team that's looking to get over the edge. And you know, I think that with you know what what I know, I can bring and I could add an element. And so, you know, as far as the hockey goes, it's it's the, I think it's the perfect fit for me. All right. Well, here's the thing. Probably a perfect fit or as close to perfect as it can be for Connor Brown and for the Oilers who have wanted to round out the top six with somebody who should be a more reliable type of player than Yamamoto or Pugliarvi or some of the other players the Oilers have cycled through there. Of course, a couple of 21, uh, 20 goal seasons. He had 20 with the Leafs. He had 21 with Ottawa in just the 56-game year. He did dip down to just 10 with the Senators in uh, 21-22, but he had a 16-goal uh, season with Ottawa. He had a 14-goal season with Toronto. I get it, and some people have brought me up to this. What about the year with the Leafs in 18-19 when he played all 82 games and only got eight goals? That That is a fair concern. I mean, there are a couple low-end seasons we should acknowledge as well. He will not be relied on to be a primary scorer with Edmonton. He'll have to retrieve the puck. He'll have to forecheck well. He'll he'll have to play, you know, some some dogged, determined hockey, and then finish the chances when he gets them, which has been the the biggest problem for whoever was trying to occupy that slot in the past. And of course, he'll have to stay healthy. And he was talking to Stoff about recovering from that ACL injury. Yeah, I'm back on the ice. Yeah, I've been on the ice for a few weeks now, kind of. Uh, you know, you slowly want to ramp it up. Um, you know, you're on the ice for 10 minutes of the start and 20, and so I'm kind of slowly ramping it up. And um, the knee feels strong and good. And you know, it's uh, along with that. You know, along with the eight months off, uh, a lot of the other things in my body feel better than they felt. So you know, it's been a it's been an opportunity really these last eight months to to get my body in the uh, you know in an ideal spot, um, you know, moving into the second half of my career. All right, a little bit there from uh, Connor Brown. Yeah, just four games with the Capitals last season, did not get a point. He was minus three, so take whatever you want from that. And uh, he also commented on often being compared to Zach Hyman. Well, I think me and Zach are both uh, both focused, focused individuals and, and both very competitive and hard workers. So, um, you know, it's not a surprise. It doesn't surprise me that, that Zach's getting better as career goes on. And, um, you know, and that's that's the way I want it to be for me is to, you know, every year get a little bit better, a little bit, you know, stronger, faster. And, um, and I, I do hear that a lot about me and Zach uh, being similar. But I think in, I think in our engine and, and uh, our compete level, is very similar, but I think the way we play the game is is very different. Um, you know, he's he's a you know he's he's two twenty and I'm I'm one eighty five, and so obviously we we play a little little different styles of hockey. But as far as the uh, the commitment and and the effort that you're going to get, I think that's uh, yeah. I mean, I always loved playing with Jaime because he was uh, you know he, he wanted to play at a high pace. All right, so some comments there from. Connor Brown on Bob Stoffer show Oilers Now earlier today. 7804960063. Sir Robert is checking in tonight. Sir Robert, how have you been? Good, Reed. How you doing? Pretty good, man. What's on your mind? Well, obviously the, the uh, to me the um, for the uh, uh, Connor Brown signing. The only the only concern I have is well and well, I guess it's two, but geez, uh, last year he plays four games, he gets hurt. I mean Right, I mean, how is that? I mean, how is he gonna? 
how is he going to rebound from only playing four games? I'm a, I kind of, I kind of wonder how that's going to play out. I wonder do you see maybe does does uh, Connor Brown maybe get a shot with either McDavid or Drysaitel? Personally, I don't think so. But if he does, there's been the there's been there's been that concern in the past with well that like some of the guys that have played with those two haven't had the finish. I think for sure he's played on he's played on one of the top two lines for sure. I think Sir Robert, without a doubt. That's why you're signing him. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no. But I guess. Uh, uh, but I guess, like you know, if he's uh, if he's not if he's not if he's not finishing the chances he's getting, and I and I know we're just, I'm just I'm just talking uh, completely and totally uh, hypothetical here, but you know, if he if he's not finishing the chances he's getting, whether he's with McDavid or Drysaitel, whatever the case may be, and obviously it's. It's uh, uh, far too early to say, but I mean, I, uh, I kind of wonder how long of a how long of a leash do you give him with those two, as a, compared to other guys that have played with those two in the past and not produced. Uh, thanks, Robert. I, I think he'll get a I think he'll get a very long leash in the top six. I think he's being brought in to be in the top six, and and they want him to be there now. Perhaps the wild card in this is how does Dylan Holloway play? Could he push for one of those spots? Though I think ideally you have him on the third line. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We got more on Connor Brown coming up. Of course, we got a lot more in the Elks as well, who have a game Thursday in Regina. It's Inside Sports on six thirty. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Basketball League action tonight at the Expo Center. Your Stingers home to the Calgary Surge. 7.30 tip-off. Stingers are 6-7. and seven. The Surge are 7-6. and six. Blue Jays at the White Sox. No score in the bottom of the first. Thanks for tuning in tonight. 780-496-0063. Kellen, go now. Okay. Oilers. Connor Brown. It's a thing. It's happening. And uh, our text line is excited about it here. We got Daryl texting in uh, out in Nova Scotia who asks uh, simply, what's the age on Connor Brown? Connor Brown is 29. He will turn 30 on January 14th. Okay. Coach Mike texts in and says, you can't ride shotgun with 97 or 29 and have 25 points in a season. That was Yamamoto's issue. McDavid is getting 150 plus points again. Brown is getting over 70 points on McDavid's wing. That's from Coach Mike. Well, that would be quite a, an increase for Connor Brown. His best season so far, 43 points in 71 games in 1920. So that was the pandemic uh, shortened season. And then he had 35 and 56 in another pandemic shortened season in 2021. So what did he have down for 70? 70, yes. Uh, okay, well, he, uh, I guess he hasn't even really had a 60-point pace yet. Hmm? But I, I like, yeah, I like, but fair enough. If he finishes with those guys, now he's unlikely to be on the power play. You know, that helped Nugent Hopkins get to 100 this past season. But yes, there should be some chances there. And that was the knock on, I don't think just Yamamoto, but Pulley RV2. And I mean, you had a long list of wingers uh, cycling through there that, that weren't able to produce. That's why we often say the Oilers have had a top five rather than a top six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin texts in and says, Connor Brown gives the Oilers exactly what they need. He can finish passes from Connor and Leon, which no one in that spot was able to consistently do. Yeah, fair Yeah, fair comment. That's yep, same theme we were just talking about. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, movie reviews. Indie. Oh, here we go. Here okay, we go. good. I'm glad we got some. So uh, James texts in and just simply says, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Okay, no spoilers. Positive review. Indiana Jones on the Dial of Destiny. It, it makes me think of work, turning a dial on your dryer or something. <laughs> I'll set it to 50 minutes. What is my destiny when the clothes are dry? <laughs> what happens when the buzzer goes? What happens if all of a sudden the time starts going backwards on a dryer, though? Does the, the clothing get more and more wet? That's is there time travel? Don't t- is, is there time travel in this movie? Oh, no, don't <laughs> tell me. Is there time travel in my dryer? That's a better question. That, uh, that is a really good question. <laughs> Hot tub time machine. No, it's a dryer time machine. Here we go. Uh, Cowtown Bob texts again and says, The movie was actually interesting. I was able to keep me engaged. Harrison Ford, however, is beginning to look old. Four and a half... Uh, well, he just says four and a half couch potatoes out of five stealing from our buddies the couch potatoes who have their show on weekends here well, on 640 Chat. Uh, Harrison Ford turns 80 next week. So, pardon me, he is 80. He turns 81 next week. So, he, he is not young. So, if he, if, what did he say? He looks old? I mean, looks old, yes. He, he, is, <laughs> he, he is old, I suppose. By, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be ageist here, but yes, he's, he's, an, he's an older gentleman. But and the the movie is now is set in the '60s, right? Whereas the first three movies were set, uh, I guess, in the in the '30s. Okay. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. So there we go. Yeah, I think this one is set in the '60s. Okay. I, again, I try to uh, avoid too many spoilers about it. All right. Well, thanks for participating. Uh, we will get your more of your comments on the Oilers, on the Elks, and your Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny movie reviews as we move along tonight. By the way, if you have not heard, the the Elks are going back to Taylor Cornelius at quarterback. Speaking of reviews, uh, many that I have received are not positive for that move as the Elks continue to search for a victory. We'll get more on Connor Brown, a guy who covered him in Ottawa. Gord Wilson coming up.